You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Folks, we are back from the break. I drained my mind on the internet. I'm going to end this show. I'm kidding. This is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv, and I'm on with Halsey English, and we are getting into the systems and the technologies and the laws and regulations that have been put in place by our overlords to keep us in check right here in the natural world. Halsey, I wanted to ask you, uh, you say um, the NSA is easily one of the most secretive organizations in the United States, and they operate more in the shadows than the KGB or the Chinese Internal Security Service ever did and does. So can you talk about that quickly before we move on to the next phase of your research? Well, I mean, think about this. The NSA is the most well-funded intelligence service in the entire world and in the entire world history, yet nobody knows anything about what they do. No one understands that they're accomplishing the goals of the CIA by statute, because the CIA is not supposed to operate within America's borders. But the NSA, that's specifically their mandate, is, is to stop terrorism, stop drug dealers, like all this stuff from coming from abroad and infiltrating in America. But what do you need hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars to do that for? Like, and why is it that it's so untransparent that we know nothing about it? We know nothing about what they've accomplished. We know nothing about what they've done. Everything they do is 100% classified. And whenever there's a rumor that they're involved in basically anything, there's there's people that go to jail. There's people that, that get outed as criminals, things like that, that you can't think of any other way that they did it. So this mandate that they won't be used to target individual American citizens is nonsense. I mean, it's it's always been nonsense. You saw this with the Snowden reports about what the NSA is capable of doing in terms of spying on people through their emails, through their phones. I mean, all, all over the place. And did anybody get fired over that? I don't think so. I think a couple of people might have gotten yelled at in like a congressional hearing. But but there was there was no there was there was no follow up to that. There was no heads rolling. There was no how could you violate the law like that? And now we're at the point where once they do it once and they find out that people don't get that upset about it, they just keep doing it more and more and more and more. And people didn't get upset about the information hacks that were going on with the cell phone companies and the NSA. But now people aren't upset that the ATF is illegally compounding databases of background check information for people who have bought guns for the last 20 years. That, and this is something they openly admit to. This is something the congressmen have told you is happening. And it's against the law. And nobody cares. Nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody cares that that they, they issued a secret FISA warrant, warrant to, to spy on Trump's campaign or that they created this whole Russia nonsense out of nothing. Like No one really cares about any of that stuff because we've become completely desensitized to it which is the goal of boiling the frog, which is what they've been doing all along. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's great that you bring up Snowden because I brought him up on the show before. Whether people love him, hate him, think he was a spy, a double agent, a hero, it doesn't really matter. One of the first things he said in his interview with Glenn Greenwald when he first came out was that he did not fear being arrested. He feared that people would go back to sleep and ignore the information that he was providing. So whether he was put out there for the purpose of helping normalize this and desensitize people to it, it actually ended up in 
that situation anyway, because like you said, everyone knows that the government is constantly spying on you, yet no one really seems to care about it anymore. There's that, and I mean, to more to your point, the guy's been living in Russia for how long now? We have like serious Russian prisoners that he could easily arrest Snowden and say, hey, I'll give you back your, your leaker if you release these people. And he, they haven't done it. I, I would say he's. it's more than likely that his goal was to release the information. Whether they let him do it or not, that's, I, that's, up, that's always going to be up for, unless he comes out and just says, oh, I was told to do this. Yeah, you now know, let, me like, ask, let me ask you this, because you're a smart guy, and you had just mentioned that the CIA is not supposed to be operating on U.S. soil. And I just want to ask you, because we've been talking about it, although, as you said, basically all of these companies can't really operate without the cooperation, without being in cooperation in a public-private partnership with the government. But how does the CIA, although they don't have to justify, how would they justify investing in uh, all of these tech companies, some public, some private, some out in the open, some in secret, if they're not even supposed to be operating on U.S. soil, but they end up with NQTEL board seats on a lot of these companies. Because they 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 operate under a premise that what they're doing is international. Like, look at, look at the whole drug smuggling with the Medellin cartel back in the 80s, which, I mean, has, has all been but acknowledged by the CIA. It's not it's not woo to, to, to talk about. Their goal was to support the Contras, was to be against, was to get weapons to Iran and to get the budgets necessary to fight the different terrorist groups supposedly around the world. Now, they didn't care that the Medellin cartel was importing billions upon billions of dollars of cocaine into the country, and they were even assisting them in that. And at the same time, it was truly supposed to be international in scope. So they were fulfilling the terms of their mandate there the 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 collateral damage was the american people so the cia probably after so many fuck-ups where they got caught out there doing really hard shit that fucked up the country really bad i think those people decided that okay we need a new organization that does the exact same thing but has the mandate to do it so that if we get caught out there again it doesn't come down to of were we allowed to do this or not it just comes down to you know does anyone care? Yeah, it's funny that you just mentioned Iran-Contra because there were a lot of players from Iran-Contra that ended up involved with this IP3 international deal that I had touched on because a gentleman, uh, sort of a technocrat that I'm reviewing uh, and teaching about named Lars Butler sits on the board of this IP3 International and in there is the former head of the NSA while we're talking about the NSA Keith Alexander who also sits on the board of another uh, a bunch of other companies and cyber councils with this guy and you talk about the NSA being everywhere Keith Alexander sits on the board of so many companies being the former head of the NSA now next you talk about the uh, NSA and the CIA easily just referred to as American and intelligence services what they do is attack domestic opponents so let's get into that well i mean just to your your point that you just made it's not just that they sit on the board of of one ip3 company or or this or that if you look at any real technology company that has access to hardcore information from its users the the board is littered with state department officials military officials cia officials and they're all now supposedly in private life, which is nonsense. I mean, just look at look at um, look at uh, uh, I'm not going to remember. Elizabeth Holmes was in Theranos. 
which just turned out to be a giant scam. But could you imagine how valuable it would be to have all of the health records of the blood tests that Theranos was claiming that they had? And their board had Henry Kissinger and Mad Dog Mattis and William Cohen from the State Department, like all the people that you'd think, why are they on the board of this medical company? It's because it's about data. It's about making sure that that data is stored in a way that it can be useful to the intelligence services. And th it's it's not a small deal. I mean, it's something that that's incredibly pervasive throughout the corporate world. In fact, there's a lot of companies that you even wonder, why would they go public? There's no reason for them to go public. And yet they do. And then you look at their board and it's just littered with, with CIA, NSA, State Department and military officials. Oh, yeah. Every company we look behind is them. The original seed rounds come from people like Peter Thiel, uh, come from all of these other investment firms that have done deals within QTEL. And then you look at the board. Yep. And you see military intelligence, all of these kind of guys uh, sitting on those boards. So when you say that uh, now their job, the NSA and CIA, is to attack domestic opponents, as we've seen really coming out of the Trump administration with Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, starting this... Uh, you know, this attack on white nationalists, which basically, the, the I mean, we've done so many shows on the fake Nazi organizations that were set up by people like Tom Steyer, who ran for president on the Democrat ticket in 2020, uh, that really laid the foundation for people like Chris Ray to start to attack sort of this fake concept of white nationalists, which allowed them to open that up to domestic terrorists, which allowed them to open that up to all of us, <laughs> anyone who does not agree with what they are doing. I mean, go go a step further, right? How many people have white nationalists supposedly killed in the last 20 years? I, I would say that if I said 50, it would probably be more than, than is true. Like Charlottesville, which we've never heard the end of, one person was killed, and it's questionable whether she was actually even hit by the car they claimed she was hit by, because she died of a heart attack, right? Like on January 6th, nobody was killed except for... Um, why is her name? I'm, I'm not getting her name out of my memory right now. But okay. Ashley Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt, yeah. she was killed, she was killed. She was murdered on live TV by a, a, a Capitol Police officer for no reason. And we still haven't heard the end of it. The, the people that went into the Capitol are still rotting in prison without trials and without being granted bail. But for three months, the George Floyd riots, they burned down half the country, killed like 40 people. And the vice president was out raising their bail money. And last I heard, nobody's really been charged with anything except for a couple like disorderly conduct offenses. So when when you see what they're they're capable of in order to to push an enemy and to push a narrative of an enemy, that's where you should be really terrified, because at any point they can just decide that your group is a threat to whatever it is they're doing and they can target you and they can target you down to the core and there's nothing you can really do about it i mean conservatives love pointing out the constitution and the bill of rights and well they can't do that because it's against the constitution or they can't do this because it's against the constitution when was the last time any of these people gave even one tenth of one shit about what's going on in the constitution they don't and and they openly will say so you know, they'll, they'll say, well, the Constitution is is not meant to be absolute. Like, yeah, it kind of was. Like, the whole freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of association, freedom from unreasonable search, freedom from cruel and unusual punishment, freedom from self-incrimination, freedom to bear, keep and bear arms. 
these things were absolute. There, there was no exceptions to them when they were written. And yet we found a way to put exceptions into all of it. You yeah, know, and, 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 and as you say right here, I mean, it's this illusion of choice in our leaders and that policies implemented by these leaders are not fully agreed upon by both parties, regardless of what the people want. You talk about how uh, plenty of times where politicians screw up and say the quiet part out loud and where they openly urge intelligence services to go after dissenting politicians or political groups, which we saw all throughout the Trump presidency, love him, hate him, think he's a useful idiot, he was a Trojan horse, doesn't really matter. If you remember Charles Chuck Schumer went on TV and warned Donald Trump that the intelligence agencies had seven ways from Sunday to come back at him. Phil Mudd, former NSA, former CIA, went on TV and said the government is going to kill this guy. Are those the type of things that you're referring to? There's Yeah, and there's that. And there's also just the concept that if people really cared about the Constitution, right, there would be a, a somewhat acceptance of certain things. And there would be a process in which people would seek redress. Like the, the Supreme Court overruled Roe v. Wade, which they didn't say that abortion is illegal. They just turned it back over to the states. The people that are out protesting and burning shit down and going crazy and, you know, saying we're going to re- we're going to kill the filibuster and appoint 20 new justices so that they're all Democratic. They don't live in any of the states that, that are going to curtail abortion. They're not going to notice any difference in their lives whatsoever. They'll virtue signal to like that 10 year old who is forced in Ohio to carry her father's rape baby or something like that. But they don't care about those people. They at every chance they get, they call those people, you know, country rednecks and and hicks and white nationalists and racists. They don't care about any of those people. And they're not willing to to abide by any level of constitution or constitutional principle. They just want their way. They'll, they'll be happy. All sides are happy to cite the Constitution when it when it benefits them. But it's your acceptance of it when it doesn't go your way, which, by the way, the right always accepts it when it doesn't go their way. It's only the left that doesn't accept it. I mean, the right has accepted gun control from blue states for how long now? The right has accepted this this unwritten right to an abortion for how many years now? And they organized against it. They did whatever they could and they got some some rights restored and now people are going insane and people are getting hurt and people are getting beaten up and buildings are getting burned down and politicians are out there like elizabeth warren and joe biden himself have come out and said that emergency pregnancy centers need to be banned from the country now all these people do is try to give you support for pregnancy if 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 your issue is money they give you money if your issue is diapers they give you diapers if it's if it's medical care whatever it is that's what they do because their goal is to prevent abortions from happening. It's not like they kidnap you and like tie your legs shut so you can't have an abortion until ninth month. Like these these are just basic civic organizations. And since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, we've seen 20 of them burned to the ground, vandalized, their, their workers attacked in the streets, and nobody does anything about it. Definitely. And while we're on this short break, I am going to go burn down an abortion clinic. I'm kidding. This is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. We will be right back with Halsey English. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv 
All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv. And I am in a conversation with Halsey English, who is starting to get into exactly how the government and their and their puppets, their police state, are going to control any of us who decide to step out of line. Halsey, I'm going to go back uh, to something you touched on in the beginning, but you talk about the intelligence services biggest tool which is false flags and you're not referring to or not talk we don't need to get into like the school shootings and stuff like that right now but you're talking about uh putting out the concept of microchipping from the sense of having a chip in your arm that you use for your uh uh, you know at the grocery store you use for your driver's license because the cell phone is in fact that microchip it's where all our data is stored we talked about that but what you get into next is about how the government already has the ability to access your cell phone and all of that in uh, data uh, stored on that phone or stored on your cloud associated with that phone really without any type of warrant anyway can you get into that well, I mean, they they do need a warrant if, let's say, you've been you've been accused of being a rapist, right? And they believe that you have videos on your cell phone that will prove that you're a rapist. They do need that initial warrant to get into your cell phone. But once they're in your cell phone, it's like anything else. Like if they came into your house for a search and they were looking for drugs, but then they went into one room and found millions of of illegal firearms. Right. They could still charge you with the illegal firearms, even if they never found any drugs. This has been a, a common law enforcement tactic since the 20s, when when the Supreme Court ruled that the government can use private organizations to kind of further their own goals in Olmstead versus um, I forgot one of the electric companies, the telegraph companies. Um, and at this point, it's not just your cell phone. Your cell phone is the brain that controls everything. Like you walk into your house, you have your Alexas, which, you know, listen to you constantly and will tell what kind of food you eat, what kind of healthcare decisions you make, what kind of entertainment venues you go to, what kind of schools you look for, what kind of math knowledge you know or don't know. And all of that is right there stored in your in your cell phone brain. Okay. And now with the Internet of Things, it's becoming to the point like my, my refrigerator has that level of, of knowledge from my phone. Like if, if someone in my house leaves my refrigerator open for too long, I get a text saying your refrigerator has been open for more than 40 <laughs> seconds. Like, you know, your stuff will get whatever. My, 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 my refrigerator can make a cup of coffee for me. If, if I want a cup of coffee, I just hit a button on my cell phone. And when I come to my refrigerator, there it is. There's the cup of coffee. Like it has a camera in it that can see inside and outside the refrigerator. So I know exactly what food I have inside and what's going on in my kitchen outside. I'm, my coffee maker does these things, my Keurig. Like I can I can set up my Keurig. Like my Keurig tells me when I need to change a filter on my phone. It, it orders more coffee for me when I'm getting low. Now, do I take advantage of most of these features? Not really, because I don't care. But I didn't really have the option of saying no to them either. You know, I mean, I could buy a more basic one, but then it doesn't work very well. So the the only way that you you get the better technology is by buying all of these technologies that are going to use to harvest data from you. 
So, right, right. I mean, well, it's, the same, it's the same thing we're experiencing here right now in the United States with cars and the constant push beginning with Obama's cash for clunkers all the way through now to push used cars off the road because they want everyone in these vehicles that have the computers inside them and then eventually push us into the uh, EVs. Of course they want to push us into the EV because you know why? In order for you to charge an electric vehicle when all said and done, you have to connect to the system. You can't just find a gas station or you can't just go siphon somebody's gas out and, and fill up your car. If you're on the run or if you're trying to live off grid or anything like that, with an electric car, you have to register all of its components and eventually you have to charge it by plugging into some level of public or private electricity system, which also downloads all your data so mm -hmm. that it can make itself work more efficiently is what they wind up saying. Yeah, when you in know? fact it's so they can turn it off uh, when you don't comply or they want to stop you from being able to move around. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see more and more of this as we go. And I, I like to call it like either the, the nanny state or the administrative state because these are the ways that we we accept our own enslavement, but we also give up the right to any kind of redress from the government when they do take advantage for, of us. You know, because we, we say, oh, well, I don't like the idea that the government can take my cell phone data. I don't like the idea that the CIA slash NSA has been monitoring my emails and my cell phones and my and where I walk and where I talk and where I go. Like, I mean, you realize that you can buy the cell phone data of everybody right now, like of all their geolocation data. That's how Dinesh D'Souza made 2000 mules. They were just able to buy all the all the information that they wanted. And I, I don't care what anyone says. If you know, a per if you're looking for a specific person and you know where that person has been and is going, eventually you can use any kind of computer to, to, to get out like, um, an anonymity and figure out who it is that you're tracking and all of that. So if you know that a person went from this McDonald's to this Starbucks, to this college, to this workplace, and then to their house one day. All you need to do is buy that the geolocation data of all the cell phones in that area for that day and then just whittle them down. Okay, this one stopped at, at a gas station. We know that our guy didn't do that. So, and as you whittle them down, you'll realize that everybody's day is pretty unique. You know, no one goes to the exact same places all day because eventually you have to go home. So oh, definitely. And you can right now buy that information. You don't even need to like have a warrant or go to the cops. Like that information is readily available commercially. Yeah, and you did, and you mentioned this earlier, and I just want to uh, say it one more time because it was earlier in the show to reiterate how you said basically they've done a fantastic job of making cell phones so socially necessary that they do not require you uh, that they require you to have one now. Society demands that you have one. Most online apps, which require two-factor authentication. Uh, which in, in these days require a cell phone so they can confirm your identity through text. And even financial services like centralized crypto exchanges, stock trading platforms, and banks require the same to execute any transaction. So when I hear people say to me, oh, I'm going to get a burner, I'm going to find an old flip phone that operates, well, good luck because they're shutting all the 3G towers down anyway. There's really no cell phone that can't be tracked and what we talk about in the show is is their ability to live one foot in this matrix and one foot out of this matrix i know there's people like you uh that were doing it before covid now a lot more people doing it after covid who are buying bigger pieces of land more rural land farm land so that's one way 
to do this. But in a sense, unless you're independently wealthy and you can produce and manufacture everything you need on your land, you really can't go full Amish. Most people like you and I still have to make money. So you have to step foot uh, one foot into the matrix to be able to make food coupons so that you could feed your family. And essentially, you cannot do that unless you're bartering and trading sheepskins or something for a bag of potatoes. You still have to go out into this technological world to make a living. There's that. And, and also, you, you have to take it a step further, right? That most of the time when someone says, oh, you don't have to submit to this level of surveillance because you could just do X. That that thing that they're talking about either doesn't exist anymore, it's already been compensated for, or it only existed in Hollywood in the first place, right? Like burner phones. Like everyone hears about, oh, I could just buy a burner phone. You can't get it operational unless you register it. And if you and you can't just make up a social security number and a name and things like that and register it. It doesn't work. So even if it did work a while ago where you could just buy an anonymous phone and use it, yeah, that that's gone. And the same thing with the prepaid credit cards, where everyone goes, oh, I could just buy a prepaid credit card and, and do all of my transactions through that. They won't activate it unless you go through know your customer regulations. So a lot of people who think that, oh, I could just do X, it's a Hollywood imagining or, or even worse, an internet forums room where they think that these things are doable when they're just actually not. And if you want to see about the people who go, oh, well, I could just go off grid and live off of the land, Right. Watch any reality show, like like Naked and Afraid or Alone or any of them, which are all very entertaining. Most of these people can't get food in a place with abundant food. Most people, like, you will die of, of innocent infections if you don't have a way to properly clean yourself or to, or to, you know, filter your water or anything like that. So, yes, theoretically, could you buy a pig piece of land and just go live off grid? where no one knows who you are, where you are, or what you are. I mean, can you even have the land without paying property taxes on it registered to your name in the first place? But <laughs> if you could, theoretically, the idea of living off-grid completely is the, the most hardened survivalists would have difficulty living that type of life. If you're from like a, a suburb and you think that you can do it, you just watch too much television. Oh, definitely. And I want to just get into this before we start getting into the bullets and you start breaking down the uh, government regulations, laws and systems that are in place to basically push us back into line. But I just want to finish up this part. We're talking about uh, social media accounts. And you mentioned this earlier, but right now, social media, email, text are the preferred communication uh, systems that we utilize today. But you say right here, most employers require you to uh, give them your social media accounts during the hiring process. And New York State requires all social media links used by an applicant for a concealed carry permit, which they've used for previ uh, the previous three years. So uh, explain that here, because that's really important as we get into now sort of the technical uh, formation of these, uh, these laws and regulations that we're going to show how the government can use them to basically destroy your life. Well, I mean, it all comes down to this. Let's say you you find a job opening, right? That that it's, the job is made for you, right? You fit all the qualifications. You've gotten in touch with them and sent your resume. They're dying to talk to you. You come in and the interview is fantastic and everything's great. And they're the the even the HR manager tells you we're ready to make you an offer, and then you tell them that you don't have any social media accounts. 
right? You don't have a Facebook page. You don't have a Twitter. You don't have a Snapchat and OnlyFans or anything else, right? You have none of it. They're either going to think that you are so behind the times that they're going to reconsider hiring you in the first place, or worse, they're going to think that you're either anonymous on those sites and don't want to give that up, or that you've been kicked off all those sites for having extremist views, right? So you can have, and look, you could play the game of, oh, I'll make a, a, a fake social media account, or I'll just have this one that's just for me, or, you know, I'll stay anonymous when I go say the N-word 50 times a day. But I'll have like my one glaring one I can give to a, to um, employers. No, that doesn't work. Like there, there are groups, especially leftist groups, that spend all day trying to unmask anonymous people online so they could go after them and ruin their lives. And you could tie it right into two things. You could also tie it into red flag laws. They they show us the way of how they're going to react to all new things that that require government regulation where they claim it's completely innocent. Like, how many times, I mean, you've been through it, I've been through it, how many times have you been mass-reported on social media for saying something that people don't like, and then you lose your social media accounts? How long is it before every single person who ever signed a public NRA statement or wrote, you know, out with my AK-47 at the firing range today on social media, how long before their local police start getting hundreds of complaints that they're a danger to themselves or others, they've threatened a school, they've done whatever... Now, none of it will be true, but what cop is going to go, eh, yeah, that's probably bullshit, you know? Right. Because if it turns out it was true and they ignored it, they'll they'll be crucified. So the red flag laws, which people go, oh, why would you have, why would you care about red flag laws if you have nothing to hide? Well, that is the ultimate conversation piece of a dictator. Like, that's what, that's what authoritarians say. You know, if you don't care, what if you have nothing to hide, then why would you care that the police want to search your house? Why do you care if the police want to search your cell phone? Well, because yeah, I, maybe it's none of their goddamn business what I do in my life, or maybe I don't believe you that everything is so innocent. So no, I don't care that just because I haven't done anything wrong means that I should therefore be per perfectly comfortable with the government injecting itself into my life everywhere. Yeah, and we saw that narrative and bumper sticker slogan come into play in our lifetimes big time, you know, after 9-11 with the Patriot Act. And then uh, I remember there was a big debate when they started talking about flying drones all over the country. And if the drones were in New Jersey, but they were sent to an emergency in Maryland, and it was going to take them two hours to get there, everything they videotaped from the sky, like anything you have in your backyard, is uh, public information and could be used to come and prosecute you somebody who had nothing to do with the flight pattern of that drone from point a to point b well i mean it, it's also this this is a principle with government and this is just anyone who's who's been around long enough to watch the republicans and democrats that they know this principle me and you have talked about it for years and and me and my other guests have talked about it for years if you really want to know what the government wants and what the government wants to do every time a bill is proposed look for that one thing that they'll never get rid of, right? When COVID started, every single bill, whether it was for stimmy checks or employment benefits or PPP loans, every single bill all had a bunch of wacky shit in it, but every single one had a, had a ban on voter ID, right? And you could tell over time that's what they wanted because as they pared each one down and started taking more stupid shit out of them or adding more benefits, subtracting more benefits, the one thing that remained was a ban on voter ID. And mm -hmm. to his credit, this is one of those few times, I think Trump probably deferred to Mitch McConnell and all them, 
But they said, we'll, we'll cancel the unemployment benefits. We'll cancel the stimmy checks. We're not giving you that. And that's, of course, why the moment that Biden and, had the House and Senate and got inaugurated, the first bill they proposed was the, the whole voting thing, which puts a blanket ban on voter ID. Exactly. And you just reminded me, as you mentioned, Joe Biden, I have to take a quick break because he's upstairs in my bathroom and I need to go change his diaper. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 